Thanks very much, everybody. Could we just give another round of applause to the choir, Shinga and the choir, and everybody who worked so hard. It was wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for coming um, tonight, especially if you're visiting from afar. If it's your first time to our church, thank you so much for joining us today. It's wonderful um, to have you here with us um, today for our lessons and carol services. The, our service tonight, uh, we sang some Christmas classics, right? The carol classics, we sang Silent Night, that's a classic. And some of the songs that we sang are Christmas classics. Um, but when we go out there to the mall, you might actually hear a different kind of playlist, different kinds of songs. And one of the modern classics, I think, that you will hear when you go out there is a song called Mary Did You Know. Do you know the song, Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know your baby? Something. <laughs> Mary, did you know? It's this, it asks these questions to Mary to get a feel for what it was like to carry the Son of God in her womb. What was it like, Mary, it asks. Well, I wore my collar tonight with the, the authority uh, that's uh, the, the vested in me by this church. I'm going to answer some of the questions that that song asks. Mary, did you know? So let's look at some of these questions. Mary, did you know that your baby walked on, would walk on water? I can definitively say, at first, she had no idea. <laughs> no, she did not. Mary, did you know that your baby would uh, save your sons and daughters? Well, it depends on what you mean by save, because she knew something of what Jesus was going to do, but not all of it. About, did you know that your baby would come to make you new? No. Mary, did you know that your baby, um, I'm sorry, your baby would calm the sea, um, here we go, yeah, calm the storm with his hand, again, no, and actually that question is wrong. Because how does Jesus actually calm the sea? Do you remember? Not with his hands, but with his voice. He commands the sea um, to, to be calm, and I can go on. This song asks a whole bunch of questions about Ma what Mary knew. And tonight's sermon, tonight's talk is about what Mary actually knew. We know what Mary knew because in the Gospel of Luke, the part of the reading that we've done um, tonight, well, Luke records what God had told Mary and how then Mary responded. And Mary responds bursting out in this song, in singing this great song called Magnificat. And what we find there is that Mary knew this, that because Jesus came, her life was personally changed forever. It was turned upside down and she... Her life was touched by God and would never be the same. And not only that, not only would her life change, but also lives of the people of God. People who called uh, uh, God as their father, people who knew Yahweh God, their lives will change forever and beyond. Mary is perhaps the most famous um, famous woman in the Bible, and this song, Magnificat, is probably one of the most famous songs in the Bible as well. And as we start uh, look, uh, to look at Luke chapter 2 and this song, Magnificat, and we see how it starts very personally about how God has touched Mary's life. It starts out like this. 
married, uh, what, sorry, uh, my soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God. Why? Well, there's no mystery there. Why does Mary praise God? Why does she say, my soul glorifies God? The, the reason is simple. It's because of the announcement that the angel Gabriel made to Mary. Remember what Gabriel said. Gabriel said he appeared and told this little girl, a young girl, a humble girl with nothing really remarkable about her. God appeared to her and said, I know you're a virgin, but you will conceive a child. And not only will you conceive a child, this will not be an ordinary child. He will be called the son of the most high. Not just son of the most high. What will he do? He will occupy the throne of David. He will sit on the throne of David. This will be royalty. And his kingdom will not end. It will go on forever. Could you imagine what Mary felt? What Mary's life, uh, what was she, uh, uh, how, uh, sorry, what she might have imagined um, this to be like? She was a humble girl from Nazareth. Nazareth is a small town, still a small town. And her life was completely changed. Personally, she was going to be the mother of uh, a king, a forever king. She knew how blessed she was because she says so. From now on, all generations will, will call me blessed. You know, she... Uh, was blessed beyond her imagination. In the 5th century, one of the biggest controversies of the 5th century was this question. Uh, they debated whether Mary should or, and could be called legitimate, legitimately the mother of God. Mother of God. Can Mary be called the mother of God? That was the controversy. And do you know what the Council of Ephesus in 431 decided? The answer is yes. She can legitimately be called the mother of God. Not that she created God, of course not, but that the one that she bore in her womb, the one that grew in her stomach, was fully God as well as fully man. She became what we now call mother of God. She was, her life was changed completely but as astonishing as that whole thing is, did you know that if you're a Christian, you have a lot in common with Mary? A lot. Each Christian's life has personally been changed by God's coming, hasn't it? We all have testimonies. We all have uh, parts of our life uh, that has been completely changed because of Jesus' coming into our life. Uh, maybe it was, um, it's this idea of forgiveness of sins. That the, the sin that you've been carrying, the guilt that you've been carrying, shame you've been carrying, it's been wiped clean and now you are clean. Maybe it's the change of status that you have been a, a person who was an enemy of God. Uh, people who rebelled against God, but now you are now called a child of God. Maybe it's the future destiny that, that touches you, that, that you know where you're going to go after death. Every life ends in death, but we know where we're going to go because 
because of Jesus. Maybe it's this peace that surpasses all our understanding. Maybe it's the guidance and the, uh, the, the answered prayers that you, that, that, that you have. Some of you, I know, have astonishing testimonies in your life too. I know that God has touched you. Of course, we won't have the honor of bearing God, child, in our womb, but our life has been touched by God, and now His Spirit lives inside of us. If you are a Christian, we have a lot in common with Mary. My soul glorifies God. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for He has done a great thing for me, for you. And I hope if you're a Christian, you will take a moment right in this Christmas season to go, how has God changed my life? What would my life be like if I don't know Jesus? If Jesus had not come into my life, what would my life be like? And let's celebrate. Let's sing of what God has done for us, for each of us. It's a personal story. And if you're not yet a Christian, could you ask a Christian, the person who brought you today, well, what does Jesus mean to you? Why do you ask me to come to church like this? And perhaps you could ask God to come into your life too. You could ask God, God who came into this world as this baby, could you come into my life? that I might come to know you. I guarantee you, your destiny and your life will change with that invitation. But you might ask, well, why should I invite him into my life? Why does God come? Uh, uh, 2,000 years ago, why did he send his son Jesus into this world? It's, uh, it's asking the question, why is Jesus necessary? Well, let's see what Mary says, what Mary knew about that. Well, she starts out in verse 50 uh, with this reminder that his mercy extends to those who all who fear him. He, he, she thinks that this world needs God's mercy. That in a way, the world isn't great. His mercy extends to those who fear him. In verses 51 to 55, she recalls what God has done in the past. Thinking about what this son, his, her son, will do in the future. She looks to the past to see what he will do in the future. And when she looks to the past, what she sees is God's great salvation. God's great salvation. In, uh, remember this line, he performed, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. There's an allusion to Exodus. When God brought Israel out of, uh, of Egypt uh, with his uh, outstretched arm, Exodus chapter 6, verse 6, I will redeem you with an outstretched arm with the mighty acts of judgment. As she looks back, um, she sees God's act of salvation bringing Israel out of oppression, out of slavery. And verses 52 and 53, he has brought down rulers from their thrones, lifted up the humble, filled the hungry, sent the rich away for his servant Israel, for his son Israel. Remember, Israel was under Roman, Roman occupation. 
There were evil rulers, unjust rulers. There were people who were getting rich off of the backs of the poor. There was injustice all around. And in that context, what Mary imagines her son doing is to come out and bring salvation to Israel, to bring justice to Israel, to bring peace to Israel, God's people. And indeed, Jesus would do that. But... Um, the unjust rulers would be disposed, that he will bring peace. But her scope was wrong. It wasn't just for Israel. You see, Jesus came to save the whole world. In the first reading, we talked about how, uh, how the world fell. The world fell. In the second reading, we read about that promise uh, made to Abraham. And in that promise, God said, your descendant will be a blessing to all nations. Through him, all nations of the earth will be blessed. All nations, all people need God's salvation. And today, people from all around the world, not just Israel, all around the world call Mary's son their savior, their king. They enjoy a measure of God's blessing, the relationship restored back with God and with God's people. They, they enjoy God, God's peace in many ways. In the church, we enjoy these things. But still, not perfectly, right? There's still a lot of darkness in this world. Just think of the war in Ukraine. Just think of the subdivided flats, caged housing in Hong Kong. It's like we're enjoying this light, but only as those who have these lights, who are enjoying some warmth and some brightness and some hope in this world. But there is darkness, overwhelming darkness around the world. But you see, Mary's song will be fulfilled fully. And when he came, he came humbly as a baby, and he lived and died for us. But the Bible also looks forward to Jesus' second coming. And in that second coming, it won't just be a little light. The second coming, he's called, Jesus is called the son of righteousness, as we sang. Son of righteousness. His healing rays will heal the whole world. When the dawn comes, when the sun comes, the whole world will be filled with his light, and he will fix the whole world. He will take away the rulers who are unjust, the rich who've been getting rich off of the pack. They will get their comeuppance, and there will be God's peace, not just in Israel, not just in church, but in the whole world. And the question is, are you ready? Are you ready for that day to come? You know, if we often, when we think of evil in this world, when we think of darkness in this world, we often identify with the victims, don't we? We think of people who have been bad to us, people who are doing bad things in the world. But if we're honest, are we also perpetrators? Aren't we also people who do these bad things? Violence, lies, greed, um, injustice, oppression, racism, nationalism, all these things that bring such evil in this world. Aren't we also participants? Friends, this is why God sent Jesus. 
His name, Jesus, means Yahweh saves. God saves. Jesus came to save all of us because we can't save ourselves, because we all need saving. And what we are to do then to receive him by faith. Mary was blessed because of her faith. I don't know what you thought of Mary as we're reading that passage. Often when we read passages like that, we kind of think about, well, why did God bless Mary? Why did God pick her? And we are tempted to imagine that there's something great quality about Mary, that that's the reason why she deserved this sort of honor. Well, that's not true. You know, the Bible's description of Mary is that she's a humble girl. Nothing worth noting. Joseph, humble man, nothing worth noting about him. Well, what, why did God pick them? Well, God was doing what he, he always does. He was showing mercy to people who do not deserve mercy. People, he was showing extraordinary grace to people who do not deserve his grace. He was lifting up the humble. He was lifting up people who do not deserve his grace because he is merciful, because he is mercy. That story is about God and his mercy. And of course, that story then also is about us because um, Elizabeth praised her faith, right? Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill this promise to her. If there's anything extraordinary about Mary, it was her faith. And that's why she becomes a model for us. Not because we are extraordinary, but we can also receive this extraordinary gift if we trust, if we believe what God has done, that God could be that good for us, that even though we rebelled against him, even though we live our lives in ignorance of him, even though we actively do bad things, God sent his son to die for us, that he would bring us, honor us as his children and bring us to glory with him. It's too good to be true. But if we trust it, trust that he is that good, all that God has in store becomes ours through Jesus. Mary, did you know the last verse goes like this? Mary, did you know that your baby boy is the Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? That he's the heaven's perfect lamb, that he is the great I am. Mary did not know not at first, but she came to know Jesus, her son, as her savior. And of course, that's why most of us have gathered tonight, because we know, because we know Jesus to be our savior, our creator, that great I am who has died for us. And I hope some of you who have been invited um, to, uh, will come to know this Jesus too, so that you too will be moved to sing like us, like me today. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has done a great thing for me. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are God who has done this great thing for us. 
Lord, help us to know you. For those of us for the first time to come to know you, invite you into their lives that they too might be able to sing and rejoice in the depth of their spirit and the depth of their soul. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.